Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry so those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm in um, a brand new uh, setup for the podcast. Jamie Card is next to me, who is a uh, associate director and partner of Eames Consulting. And we're going to have a, a really good chat, but this is um, the first podcast episode recorded in uh, the new location, Jamie. So you and should what a feel very place it is. yeah, no, you should feel very, very <laughs> privileged. Yep, I like um, it. So um, me and Jamie were just chatting, and he's told me that he's listened to a few of these episodes. Uh, so I'm going to have to try and think of some questions that I haven't asked people before. <laughs> but um, we well, always like to start, mate. And I was looking at your LinkedIn. I, I think we've had a bit of a a similar background, actually, yeah. into how we got into recruitment. So um, let's start there, mate. How, how did you get into recruitment? How did that come about? So I, I worked for um, a, a household insurance broker for yeah. four or five years, worked my way up the ladder. Um, and for me, the, the kind of the, uh, the, the, the personal lines broker market kind of bubble burst there was less money to be earned and uh transactional transactional yeah and i and i and i had a certain set of skills not like liam neeson but a different set of skills (laughs) but um that 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 i knew i had and i knew i could use but i I didn't know how so Mm. for me i knew that i i knew insurance which was positive and good and i knew that i could talk to people i knew that i could sell but i didn't know how i could use utilize that in another industry Yeah, yeah and i didn't know how i could earn a lot of money quite quickly as well actually yeah so for me, I had to look at all those things, and, and recruitment was one of the first things that kind of came to my mind. And, How? Well, I was always contacted by, oh, by okay, insurance yeah, yeah, recruitment yeah, yeah, yeah. agencies, yeah. and, and they was, you know, back then for perm, and I didn't even realise actually back then the world of contract was a thing or existed or, yeah. or what it worked like. But it, it when I when I got to know about the industry, it massively suited my personality better. So you was always getting tapped up by recruiters and was like, yeah, I was getting, what's yeah. going on there? Pardon? So you was like, hang on a minute, we're like, what, what is this? What's this about? I, did, I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, if, if someone had said to me when I was in the heyday of insurance broken, oh, you know, there's, there's a market to be made in, in recruitment, I probably wouldn't have listened and I, yeah, and I would yeah, probably yeah. called bullshit quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, it, I when, once the bubble burst, I knew that I needed to obviously earn well and I'd become yeah. accustomed to a lifestyle and I wanted to maintain plus Continue build that. more yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I knew I, I knew insurance and I knew I could sell so I needed to find an industry which suited yeah. that and uh, yeah, yeah. and you know I, I was uh, I joined the world of insurance change for uh, for a, a company that didn't really do it that much okay so who like so you looked into recruitment yeah like how what was your perception then at that point like of recruitment what was your perception I, I think I, I, I felt it was probably quite transactional. Yes, and, you yeah. know, I think there's it, it, it a real misconception when you don't understand the industry about how recruitment actually works. Yeah, massively. You know, if, I, if, I'm over, if I'm down the pub talking to my friends about how recruitment works, they still think that jobs just come to me <laughs> and, and that candidates just fall in your lap and yeah, it's very yeah. easy and then people, oh, you know, how pay How far you. is it from that? Oh, it's, Jesus it, Christ. You know, I, I, the way I explain it to people that I interview and when I, when I build my team now genuinely it's the worst job in the world for a year <laughs> genuinely it is and if, yes, and if you come into and if you come into recruitment with any more expectations other than that then then you've been misinformed yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's it, you know you'll you'll hear no way more times than you've ever heard no oh, you'll right. you'll you'll come across people that don't really want to talk to you you don't yeah. really know how to overcome what they're trying to say you don't really know where you are what you're doing yeah. but as long as you get through that difficult part of a year then it absolutely becomes the best job in the world and, yeah, and, yeah. and i don't know why you would leave the, yeah, the industry yeah. so. so did anyone so when um you sort of um realize you know what i can i can use the skills that i've i've built working in insurance like did anyone sell recruitment to you like or how did that do you know what I mean did you have any mates in, in recruitment I didn't, I didn't have any mates in recruitment no I think my, my first my first experience of it was when I knew I was looking for a new job so you um, used a recruiter well yeah so I used a recruiter and the recruiter offered me a job working Flip, for he flipped them. you flipped me recruitment, yeah. flipped me from a candidate to uh, well, yeah, yeah, working yeah. for them and that was my kind of first okay 
view of the market and mm. I didn't actually have a chat with him I kind of passed him up and I, and I and I think I actually said to him at the time I was like you know I'd only come into recruitment to to run a team because that's what I was doing but <laughs> little did I know it, it's not quite that easy unfortunately yeah, when, yeah, when you yeah. first start out so um that's how I got into it and then I and then I was I, I think my first approach was kind of just applying for recruitment jobs online yeah, yeah. and little did I know there was a thing called Rectorex um, yeah, yeah. and then a, a Rectorex got in touch with me was a was a great Rectorex um, and they placed me into a job that was that was right for me yeah so, nice so um, okay mate love that so let, let's break that down a bit then because obviously where you are now I was looking at your LinkedIn so you how many years have you been at Eames I've been at Eames nearly five years so it looks like from what I can see, obviously that's a solid, solid stint. Yeah. Like firstly, which is a great achievement because it's hard. Yeah. Um, before that, it looks like you're finding your feet a bit. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So like, let's talk a bit about that because as you said, which is exactly what I guess made me start this podcast, those first 12 months are really difficult. Yeah. So I guess if you were finding your feet and, and work for different businesses, like let, let's unwrap that a bit because obviously it's a challenging first 12 months. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, my, my first 12 months was by, was by no means bad. Yeah. You know, I, I worked for a guy that, that I've got a lot of respect for. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't be where I am now without the, the, the sure. learning and the foundation that, that, How big was the that agency? he gave me. Uh, well, it was, it was a massive, massive agency. Oh, right, okay. it, was, uh, it was, you know, top, definitely top 10 in the country, but for not within my sector. So it was a brand new desk? Brand new, well, not really a brand new desk. It it was it acquired Starting. some business from exchanging. It was a company called uh, West, now called uh, Gattaca. Yeah. So it was Connectus at the time, the brand I worked for. But their their insurance change management desk was was relatively uh, immature. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think they have it anymore, actually. But but the guy that I worked for was a uh, was head, kind of heading it up experience heading head up very experienced had been in the insurance change market a long time had a really really so good you're leveraging his network and that's leveraging like his the network that's right, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That yeah so it was good um but I, I kind of i got to a point i was making placements i was making good money and I, and I felt like i was doing well but i always felt like i was missing something okay you know when i went to knock on a new client's door i couldn't get through the door it was always a no and you know you, you start to think what am i missing and, yeah, and yeah. there was no immediate answers did you get training yeah, there was good training. Good but, training, fair but because you know my my boss had been focused on building his market, yeah. and you know he, he whilst he gave me the foundations, I think probably at the time I might have needed a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, really we'll just need a bit more help, support, just a little bit more help, guidance. and just not necessarily guidance because he, he he was quite hands on, but but he was busy in his own right. Yeah, so yeah, you know, sure. and when when you're a billing manager, it, you're you're busy in your own right, and it's a, it, it's a tough ask. So. Yeah, yeah. He had two junior people on board with him. He had to grow both two two junior people. So and maintain his book of business yeah, and desk. That's, that's so hard, that, isn't it, it? it was hard. So for how him. long was you there? Twelve months. I was there for twelve months. Yeah. So what did you focus on in those first twelve months? Was it was you literally straight speaking to clients? Was you no, sourcing think, like first and of was all, his contract? Yeah, it was contract, from day yeah, one. Okay, contract cool. From day one. And it was IT change back then. So I, you know, I, right, right, right now, or actually probably not right now, but my, but most of my history has been pure change insurance. But yeah. back then it was IT and change into insurance so pure contract but um what's the question <laughs> <laughs> Love that. so like in those first 12 months yeah. like what how how what was you focusing on like because obviously so you've got this guy yeah. who as you said really difficult job yeah um like did you go straight into picking up the phone no so clients? yeah sorry sourcing like so initially i was sourcing for yeah, probably yeah. about the first six months we, we was on we was on a busy desk and we worked with run one really really big account and it was actually the co- overall company's biggest account okay so we, we were sense. pumped with loads of jobs so initially i was sourcing but but you kind of get a misconception that when you're sourcing when you're doing really well you feel like you're on top of the world and know what you're doing about recruitment yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not until you're flipped to the client oh, side yeah, that, totally. that actually you're in a world of the unknown and you, yeah, you don't yeah. know what to you don't know where to start and you feel like you're doing the right thing and you feel like you continue going, doing the basics, doing them well, but, but not getting any further. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and at, at that point is when I, when I moved on. So what, what do you think you was missing then? Like what, what was, did you on self-reflection, like what, what prompted the move? I, in all, in all, all, in all honesty, I, what prompted the move is I, is I, I didn't know how to get to the next step. And ah, I, and, okay. I, and I, and I knew, whilst I knew that I was missing something, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you yeah. know, when, when, I was, when I was contacted by Matthew Eames, I, you know, he'll tell you the same story. My, my first message back to him was brutally honest. And I said to him, look, Matthew, this is me. This is the amount of placements I've done. I feel like they're okay, but I'm not the finished article. I don't know how to do this. I'm not very good at this. Love that. And this is what you would need. Are, do you still want to meet? And if so... Let's I'm up it. for it. Yeah, yeah. And he came back to me with, a, with almost an immediate response saying, would love to meet, 
let's schedule something. And, that, yeah. and that's kind of where it went. So where it, where, where it started. So I didn't go into it. You know, I, I interview a lot of people these days, right? And there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, embolish their careers that they've done a lot more than they have done. Yeah, for me, it wasn't it. about that. I was yeah. in this for a career and I, I needed to learn right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was about being honest for me. No, I love that. So before we, before we move on then, like, what's your advice now then? Like, obviously, the career you've had now yeah. and the continuing to build, like, what, what would you do differently if you were to go back um, in prob- those first 12 months? I probably would take a little bit more accountability. Oh, nice. And okay. I think it, it's quite easy when you're filling jobs and you're making money and you're doing well to be complacent. You know, yeah, yeah. everybody is in this industry to make money. You know, yeah. pe- some people say they're in it for the career. Some people are in it for, the, you know, how it looks to other people. But, but really, the nuts and bolts of it is everyone in this industry to make a bit of money. I think there's a bit of money more than that. Pardon? I think there's a bit more to it than that, though. Really? Yeah, I think so. What is it? Because, like, you say money, but, like, what, it's what you're going to get f- by having that money. Correct. Do you know what I mean? If but you need that money to get it. Yeah, no, yeah. Look, money is, yeah, so important. But and then let, let's peel back the onion a bit. And I've spoken about this a lot, right? So... Mm. We can jump into it now, but like if you're interviewing someone and you go, right, okay, um, Mr. Potential Candidate who wants to join my team, what are you motivated by? I'm motivated, motivated by money, Jamie. Okay. So for me, what it's else? always about what does, that, what does that money mean for you? That's what, what I mean. So that's, like? what I'm, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like money, of course. Yeah. But it's like, what are you hoping that money is going to give you in your life? Correct. Is it financial freedom? freedom. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So that's what I'm on about. That, that's the part that you really need to tap into. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And that's, you know, when, I, when I interview people now, that's one of the questions I ask for them. Mm. You know, I say to them, I've given you an honest, an yeah, honest yeah. Uh, approach of, around what we do and who yeah, we are yeah. and how I can help you in the training. But what is it that you actually want from your next role? Yeah, yeah, what is yeah. it that you're looking for from an employer? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I could sit here like everybody else does and, tell, and make up a figure in my head and tell you that you can earn it, but I'm mm. not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So what is it that you actually want? And what is it you actually want to achieve? And, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, the activity, how it looks to your friends and family, it does come down to money and what that yeah. money can do for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So accountability. That's yeah. interesting you said that. So... What do you mean by that? Because, yeah, like, I think that's important, isn't it? Yeah, Having it's definitely important. Like what? It, 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 and, it's, it's imp- and I know that now, and, I, and I've, I probably spent three or four years of my recruitment career not knowing that. And three <laughs> or four years of my recruitment career walking around on cloud nine thinking, yeah. that, you know, I'm, I, I know everything and I'm the best. And yeah, actually, yeah. That's, that's probably when I found my hardest years after that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, when, once it gets to a point of realisation that... You, you still need to learn. You still need to know more. That you're not you're that great. You're not that great. It's true. It's <laughs> you've true. got to have the humility. Like, you've got, you've got you've to. Always. And, you know, for me, that's, that's, what I would, that's what I would go back and change. Mm. I, would, I would look at myself a little bit harder. And I'd look at the things, you know, there, there was probably loads of moaning. There was probably me complaining about me not getting things. But nice. there wasn't a lot of, yeah. right, well, what can I do to fix that? Love that. And that's mindset, right? Mindset, definitely. And, and I think some of it comes with age and some of it comes with maturity. But... But I think also some of it comes with working in a team and working in a business that, that allows you to think freely, that allows yeah. you and empowers you to, to kind of do what you need to do to get to your goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, love that. And, and, and Ames gives me that. So, so, um, so, if, if, you was to, so if you was to speak to people now who are in that sort of hard, difficult 12 months, it's, it's the word accountability and Correct. don't just play the blame game and actually... Don't yeah. play the blame game. And, and, and it's very, very hard as, as strong, independent, sows men and women that, mm. you know, we're, we're very proud people. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very hard to, to sit back and say, actually, do you know what? I need help. And actually, do you know yeah, what? I'm yeah. probably not the finished artist. That's the best advice in that. And... And it took it took me a long time to, to get to that. Uh, and now my boss will probably tell you that I do it too much, but, but it you know it really does help. No, I think I think really I think that you've heard the word growth mindset, whatever you want to call it. But I think that that's what to be fair. I I had a really difficult twelve months, as I say openly, like I built twenty four k in my first year. Yeah. And um, but I think that 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 I tried to really cultivate that mindset. Like what what could I have done better? Yeah. And, what, what would I change if I did that differently? And I think the quicker that you get to that point and the, the quicker you stop blaming the candidate because they let you down or the quicker yeah. you stop blaming the client, the better you're going to become. Something that I, I, I instill in myself and in my team now is control the controllables. Love that, yeah. You know, there's, there's loads of things. Such that, good advice. Yeah, there's loads of things that we can do. You know, if, if we're not getting interviews on the back of sending CVs, are those CVs good enough to be yeah. sent? 
can can we sell them in better yeah. can we build a better relationship with the client yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to 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 know what that client looks for you mm. know there's loads of things that we can control and loads of things that we can do before we can start the blame game yeah, yeah. Um, so true it's you know it's a competitive market out there yeah, so yeah. you know and i think by start looking at yourself that that's when you'll build yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's so true mate so um let's talk a bit about your um journey with Eames then then mm. so Matt reached out. He was like, look, I'm not the finished article. Yep. There, there's work that needs to be done. Yep. Um, so I'm obviously assuming that meeting went well. Yep. And then like, so how, was you, how long was you a consultant before? Because are you a billing manager now, yeah? So you've got your own team. Well, it's, I mean, I'm kind of in between now. So okay. I've got a team, but I've got a large team. So how big? Whilst, uh, currently 10. Okay. So whilst it's, um, I'm... I'm a non-billing manager, essentially. On paper, I'm a non-billing manager, but actually, I'm still billing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll get up to that, because I think yeah. that, that's really key, isn't it? So let's talk a bit before that point. So you joined there, you weren't the finished article. Yeah. But what did those next 12, 24 months look like? So I, I got exactly what I wanted okay. in, in, when, in my first, well, first two years. I worked for someone that was massively driven, that I really yeah. bought into, that I, I, I had and have actually a lot of respect for. Um, and, and and she was 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 exactly what I needed. You know, if yeah. I couldn't get into a door, mental. Pardon? Mental. Yeah, it was a very very good mentor at the time. Um, and if I couldn't get into a door, she would give me. She wouldn't do it for me, but she would give me answers on how to yeah, get into nice. the door. She'd help to focus. My me. boss was like that. Yeah, she can't. Like, it's just so invaluable. Yeah, that, you know, even even person. still today, one of the probably the best BDers you could ever meet. Mm. Um, and and that's what I needed when I when I got into industry. Was, the, was that the BD part that you had a challenge? Correct. With? Yeah, really. So it was the BD part that I had a challenge with. Um, it was it was how to get into doors, how to speak to clients, how to yeah. you know actually monetize clients. It's mm. all well and good taking a client for a coffee or a lunch or meeting with them, but 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 what's the value of that? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. what's the agenda to do that? You have there has to be an outcome. Yeah. For me, the outcome was well, I had a good chat. But with, you know, with, 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 with the person I worked for at the time, I was able to start monetizing that quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Let's break that down, mate, because I think a lot of people get a lot of value out of that. I think the BD part is, is, is a really difficult part. Yeah. And it's definitely the part that I used to struggle with when yeah. I, I couldn't agree more when I was sourcing candidates and then um, I felt really confident. I'd pick up the phone. And then when my boss goes, right, okay, let, let's, let's start getting you BD and BDing and you can start, start this area. It'll be yours. Shat my pants. Yeah. Literally, I was just, all of a sudden, I just froze up when it was power hour to do BD yeah. and all that. So let, let's break that down a bit then. Let's, let's break down some of that advice. Like, so yeah. what, what sort of things, so what did you struggle with? Just so you said that you were having a lot of conversations but weren't going anywhere. Correct. There was no outcome, as you Correct. said. Makes sense. And then, um, yeah, so let, what, what did you start doing differently? Like, Well, I was quite fortunate and still am. You know, anyone that works at Eames is fortunate in the sense that we have a market-leading insurance brand. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you pick up the phone to a client and, and you say, I'm calling from Eames Consulting, that phone doesn't necessarily get put down straight away. So you, is that the biggest help around that? Is that? It was one of the biggest helps, actually. It yeah. was one of the biggest helps that I was given a platform yeah. to build on. Yeah. You know, and, and we talk a lot about a platform now and we talk, we talk a lot about a brand internally, but yeah. we genuinely do have that platform, yeah. you know, certainly so within the insurance space. And, you know, I, when, I, when I was picking up the phone and saying, oh, I'm calling from Match Tech Group or Connectus, which was my company before, you nobody to, knew who we were. It was a new market. Second, it, it, you're almost starting on a cold, you know, every conversation is an elevator pitch. Every conversation is like you've just walked into an elevator with the person you really, really want to speak to for the longest amount of time and you've got to make it work. And that was every single conversation. Whereas working for a company that's established in a market that, yeah. that, that has a good legacy, that, that's, that's owned and run by a guy that was an underwriter in the market himself, yeah. those are very different conversations. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and it's a massive help. So that helped massively. So when you were picking up the phone and speaking to people, yeah. um, there was an element of trust Correct. from the other person on the phone and there was credibility and you had more time to build trust and credibility as to, hi, I'm Jamie, I actually work for Eames, right? Yeah. Correct. What, so what, what else was, did you start to do differently? So that massively helped. Was there anything yeah. else? I started to, to look at how placements were made and, and to work the jobs backwards. 
reverse engineering Rever- reverse engineering so you know when, when i when i was making placements and you know you, you're six months in you're thinking i've made a few placements but i've hit a stumbling block what did i do before how did it work before and yeah. you think right to get one placement i i had to send at least six cvs so everything like every time i send six cvs i've got to expect i'll make a placement oh, okay. on that so how many blocks of sixes can i break that down to, yeah, to how many yeah. amount of placements can i make um and and that and that's kind of what i did i looked at my quality i looked at what was going out the door i looked at how i built networks i looked at um, I was the lady I worked for at the time kind of had uh, a tool that she developed, which was um, a market tracking tool, which we still use today, even though the, this particular lady is not with the business. We still use it today. And that really, really helps to find good passive candidates that, yeah. that aren't necessarily on the market, but are always looking yeah. um, and, and that, you know, get more placements from that. Yeah. Okay. So the BD element, mate, what, what's your advice to people who are struggling with that right now? Like what, how, like what do people need to think about? How, what do people, how do people need to approach it in a different way if they're not having I much think, success? I think it's quite easy for people to, 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 to feel like they're doing it. And I think it's okay. quite easy for people to, to get, get lured into the kind of self sense of security that they're doing BD. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not the case, yeah. you know, I, I think one of the, one of the things that, that, that I was always told and, and, and I definitely stick to now is do the basics continuously and do them well. Yeah, you know, e- so even true. if you've made 20 placements, you've made 20 placements on the back of doing those basic things. Well, yeah, yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. You know, there, there is obviously an art, there's obviously something that's working. Don't fix it if it doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of the best advice I could give someone just keep cracking on, you know, you, you might not get jobs, you might not fill jobs instantly on the back of it, but you're building the pipeline for the next three, six, nine months, for the next two, three, five years. You're yeah. building relationships and building the pipeline. All the conversations that you have and everything that you do is activity to lead, lead, lead towards that. Yeah. Yes, there'll be some quick wins on the way. Of course, there'll be some quick wins on the way. There's always that spec that you'll chuck in that will get placed. So just have a long-term mindset. But have that long-term plan. Have that long-term goal. Yeah. Have, that, have that understanding that Rome wasn't built in a day. And yeah, actually, what we're building is a career and a legacy and a market and a platform. And, and, and just keep remembering that. Yeah, I think, I think that really helps when you get told to f off like twice a week do you know what i mean well i think essentially you know you only really start selling when you get a no (laughs) you do (laughs) yeah yeah so true if if you constantly make phone calls and you constantly hear a yes you're essentially an administrator (laughs) i love that you're You're a yes man you're a yes man you're finding cvs that you know the client wants and you know the client's going to buy them when you get a no, that's where you really understand what you do know you start to sell your backs against the wall you know you you start to say things that you didn't even knew, know were in your head. You start to talk about the market. You start to talk about your understanding. You, you sell you, you sell your brand, you sell the business that you work for. Yeah. You don't do that until you get a no. Yeah, I love that, mate. That's class. So um, what, what I want to ask you just around the, the BD topic, like, as you said, you get tons of rejection, a lot more than anticipated. Correct. How did you deal with the real shit times? Like any uh, little hacks there that work for you or like I'm one of probably one of the no- most annoying people in recruitment <laughs> in, in the sense Elaborate. that I wake up every single day happy really the office hate me for it I, if I drink well, a you're coffee Mr. you're Mr. Positive I'm Mr. Positive if I drink a coffee I'm unbearable <laughs> My boss will tell you that as well. <laughs> but Where does that come from then? Let's talk about that. Because I, I was that guy in the office as well. Really? Yeah. Like genuinely, I was. I, I think it comes from forgetting about what you did yesterday, wiping the slate clean and just thinking today is a new day. What am I going to get out of today? Yeah. And, I, and I, I just think having that constant mindset, yeah, everybody has hard times. Everybody has got stuff going on in their life that is going to affect them. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course they do. But when you're in work, you're in work for a purpose. Yeah. You know, my purpose was to build a career and make money. Yeah. I'm not going to let what's going on outside of work or what happened yesterday or what I might be doing after work or, you know, mm. what my friends are thinking going yeah. to affect that because I'm there to make money. I'm there yeah, to build yeah. a career. So what you're talking about there is perspective. Correct. That, that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. But like, did that come from anywhere? Did that come natural to you? Like, did, you, did someone mentor you or did anyone give you any guidance on that? Because I, I had a bit of that, but I had to work on it. And I think when you really do have that perspective, yeah. It is a game changer. It, yeah. it really is because it's a lot easier to forget about yesterday, the past, yeah. which you can't change. You don't dwell you on stuff. Like, it's, it's what you said, like control the controllables. Yeah. You can't control what went on yesterday. Correct. You can control what goes on now. And, and it, is, it, is the perspe- it is perspective, but did that come from anywhere? Like how, can, how do you cultivate that in your team now? Well, now I start the day happy and I start the day on a 10. So, yeah. and, and, and the people that work around me and the people that are hire and the culture and the team that yeah. I'm building... 
I hire like-minded people. That's not to say, you know, I haven't hired people that aren't naturally happy, but, yeah. but after six months of my annoyingness and coffee <laughs> drinking, the likelihood is they're going to be happy and they're going to have a, have, a, have a better outlook because, yeah, yeah. you know, if they come to me with a problem, that problem gets dealt with. It yeah, and, it, and, you know, no one gets beaten up and no one gets shouted at and there's no slamming of doors and there's no banging fists on table. We have a sensible conversation that results in a solution. Yeah, yeah I love and, that. And, that's and the way you got to it. it's kind of an open door policy. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that, mate. That's class. Um, okay, mate. So two years, working your nuts off, getting better at BD, building yep. relationships, right? Um, and then, so, so then when did you start... Did you start building out your team then or did you become like a senior consultant or like what? So I, I became a senior consultant in my first year at Eames. Okay. So I was promoted to senior consultant in my first year at Eames. Um, at that point... What uh, makes you a senior consultant? Is it your billings? Yes. At the okay, time cool, it, was, cool. it was purely billings, billings right. based at the right, time. cool, cool. Um, and then towards the end of my senior consultant days into my managing consultant days, I was given uh, an associate consultant okay. who still works for me today, actually. So just one person? Just one person. That's a smart way of doing it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I, w- I was heavily mentored in yeah, how, to, yeah. how to coach them and how to manage them and what to expect and how to set targets and, you know, push when you need to push yeah, and pull yeah. when you need to pull and, and all of the good stuff with management. I was heavily mentored on how to do that, but that nice. was really my first step of management. And my boss at the time always said, you know, your next step of management is a management cons- managing consultant. You need to act like you're in that role before you're actually in it. Yeah, great, great advice. And, and, a, and a big part of that for me, what I think what was holding me back was my own personal brand internally mm. you know I, I was always seen as because of this happy-go-lucky personality i was always seen as the class clown or the joker or really you know the yeah basically fair enough, fair which, enough. which which i thought at the time was endearing and was going to build me a career and everybody liked me for it but people like you for it on a personal level but they they don't necessarily buy into you from a professional level okay and that was that was what i was looking to grow and looking to build so yeah. I, I had to do between a managing consultant and a manager which is the next step i had to do Quite a lot of, um, I had to change my brand completely. Really? Completely. How did you go about doing that? <laughs> it took a long time. Um, <laughs> I'm still doing it today. Um, <laughs> Love I, that. I think we, we invested in an external trainer. Yeah. And that external trainer did, did, did wonders for me. Oh, nice. um, they, we, there was an exercise in the room where you kind of gave someone a card that, uh, you know, I think, it was if it was a club it was like sometimes i really want to club you on the head when you're yeah, doing yeah. wrong a spade and you know you're digging yourself a hole etc 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 and in the end i had all these spades and club cards and i was like well jesus what what is yeah. going on i must be doing something really bad but it yeah. was because i had this jokey you know well, so people didn't take you stuff. seriously people didn't take me seriously yeah at all really so so they thought they could get so like as soon as you're managing someone they thought they could get away with things and well it, it was it was less about that and it was more around the wider business and how, oh, okay. I, was, how, how I was percepted with the wider business okay, okay yeah Jamie's a great guy to go to the pub with but do you really want to collaborate with him and work with him internally wow. do you think he can build a team probably not because otherwise we'll get a team of lunatics so, and, really, so you went from thinking you was the best to actually recognise some of your weaknesses and correct. you check that yeah, love that mate correct. that's class and then I worked with our HR director at the time yeah. and, and my boss at the time um, who changed changed uh from my original boss yeah and uh and and we got there and we got there and, and i was well now you're managing promoted. 10 people right and i got 10 people and you know that's a that's a major part of my job and, and don't get me wrong i've not lost that happy-go-lucky cheeky chappy person in me because it's always going to be a part of but me. you know when to switch that on you but know i know when to switch, switch it on, on yeah. i know when to be professional and i and i and uh, i can hopefully carry on myself slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> i love that mate that's class so um was you a good biller yeah, well, I was. I was. Uh, was I wasn't best the best biller, three fifty. Okay. So not. I wasn't the the best in the it's world. Good though. It, it, it was. It was good. But I. But you know, I'm. I benefited from a good brand, and I benefited from having yeah, yeah, good yeah. training. So, you know, I, there was the. Could I have done more? Probably, but I, I always knew, and I think the business recognised that that I would never be the biggest biller in the company. You know, I, I came second last year on the league table, but I would never going to be second the biggest. Second last year? Yeah. But, you know, we, yeah. But the, the first was quite a way above me. <laughs> okay. um, but I was never going to be the biggest biller. I was okay. never going to be that. But what I could do is I could motivate a team, build a team, yeah, get yeah. a team going and make a, make a wider population of people successful. Yeah, I love so, that. So, you know, I may be only a 350k biller myself, but if I've got 
10 250k billers working around me then actually might all of a sudden all yeah. of a sudden you become well, well let's let's talk about just you individually first and then we'll talk about that because i yeah. think people are always interested in that and i've got a number of messages of people who are probably at that like hunt they might just build 150 to 200 stay uh, 200k and they want to take it up to that free free 50 level like what what did your what firstly what did your day look like when you build 350k what what, what was uh, the jamie day how was that structured it was doing getting good CVs out very quickly. So okay, so uh, that's uh, the that's the difference quick. of contractors. Yeah, it? it's like you need to know your market inside yeah. out, and that from that's what Sean's telling me because obviously he was a contract builder. Yeah. So it's like so it, when you're taking a job spare call, you meet yeah. someone and they're going right, Jamie. I've got this project coming up. Yeah, and you're going this person's right, this person's right, yeah, that correct. person's right. Yeah. So, so that, for me, it was more around the proactive stuff. Okay. You know, if I wasn't working a job or I didn't have a job on, what was I doing so that when I did get that job on, I knew the top 10 people in the market and I knew that one of them people was going to get a job. Mm. So for me, it was around how strong were my hot lists? Mm. D- did I know the top PMs? Did I know yeah. the top BAs? Did I know the top PMOs in the market? So you double, So when you was billing that much, you really doubled that. You, you was an expert. Like you I, knew I your abs- market. And so you doubled down on absolutely. the people that you needed to know Correct. and what was going on in the market. Correct. Okay. And I, and you know, and, and, Actually, within the candidate community, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time working with their clients, which is absolutely important. I get that. Mm. But within the market that, that I work in and, and, and that Sean used to work in, it really is about your candidates and yeah, how well yeah. you know them. You know, the change world is it, within insurance specifically. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows So each other, you yeah. need to be that person that also knows everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was just around, you know, I might know 100 people today across five, six, seven different roles. How can I make that 200? How can yeah, I do it yeah. so that I can work a job? It doesn't take me an hour to get a shortlist over for a job. How can it take me yeah, half yeah. an hour? How so can what, I what did you do every day to get to that point? I used to, I used to cut out in chunks. Um, okay. I used to have purely time set aside to track the market. Okay. And What do you mean by track the market? So talk to, talk to candidates that were already in a job, that okay. had already been placed by a, a, one of our competitors. competitors yeah, yeah. Um, so what would that be, in the morning, afternoon? might change but yeah it, it, it changed really depending on demand you know okay. when in the contract yeah, yeah, world true, true, if, true. if a job comes in and you pick that's up a job enough, that's that enough. absolutely takes but like you dedicate at least what a couple of hours a day a day. couple of hours a day okay. it was keeping close to my runners so the people that I had already placed okay, so they're the people that you've placed there you're okay some, cool you know who do they know yeah you know really becoming friends with them you know I've got so many contractors that work for me I was out with one of them last night yeah you know that that you've worked I've worked with them for five years five or six that's years what fascinates me about contracts I yeah. think that's amazing because yeah. like, obviously that's the difference like I was really good at building relationships but and then I might not place that person ever again yeah but, so I do like that so yeah. like obviously yeah you really cut you so you always double down on understanding your market and Correct. what's going on there yeah. always a couple of hours dedicate hours to okay are yeah. my runners happy do yeah. I know what's going on in their lives yeah. do they know anyone yeah. then I guess was there another chunk on the client piece then yeah there was a chunk on the client piece and it wasn't send in a CV and hope for the best you know, yeah. if you, if I just, you know, how many times have you just received an email and thought, well, I'll read that later. Yeah. I've got so much on at the moment. I, I can't, I can't read that now. Yeah, I'll yeah. read that on the train. And yeah, then yeah. you read it on the train. It's too late to call back the, your recruiter. So you say that you're going to call them tomorrow and that phone call never happens. And then before you know it, a few days have passed and yeah. the candidates lost the interest in the market. So for me, it was around being more proactive, calling the clients to sell that candidate in, you know, hi, I've just sent you an email. Hopefully you've received it, but have you got 30 seconds to discuss that now? Controlling the controllables. Controlling the controllables. <laughs> and well, um, yeah. and, you know, they didn't always have time. And, you know, of yeah. course there was delays on, on, on some feedback. There always is going to be. But there, there, was, a, there was a large chunk of the day setting out to be selling in my, my yeah, candidate, yeah, yeah. selling my product. So whereas before maybe you didn't do that as yeah. well or spend as much time on it, you might have just let them like, decide when they wanted to. And it, it's, a, it's very easy. And I have this conversation with my team all the time now. Unfortunately, in the recruitment industry, you don't get paid to send a CV. Unfortunately. We would be, if I got paid per CV that I've ever sent, I would be the richest man in, in the market. I yeah. absolutely would. You Is that because you sent so much shit out there? So much shit. <laughs> so much shit. No, no yeah, I get what you mean. Because you know, like, recruiters, they do so much work for free, right? So much, you know, if you, if you think how many times has a job been pulled or, yeah, yeah. you know, you're not, you know, if you've got a 40% conversion rate, that's still 60% going elsewhere. Yeah, it's And, you know, you're sending free candidates for every yeah, one job. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've got to think that out of all the CVs you send, even if you place 20% of all the CVs that yeah. you ever send, that's actually not bad but that's 80% of free CVs that have been sent out yeah, right? yeah that's true so for me you know it, it's around okay 
it's not a tick box exercise. We don't just get paid to send CVs. Those CVs need to be top quality. They need, we need to know them. They need to be closed. They need to be controlled. Yeah, they, need yeah. to, they need to hit the mark from what our client says that they want and that they need. And then we need to sell them in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and a large proportion of it was, was about doing that. Love that, mate. So um, to wrap that up then, advice for people who are trying to take their business to the next level, because I'm sure you went through that journey, right? But yep. when you joined Eames, you weren't billing 350K, no, right? Definitely not. So what, 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 I guess I'm sure you've exp- you see this in your colleagues now, like what, what uh, advice have you got for those people who want to take their billings from 100 to 200 to 200 to 300? Like what, what advice would you say? Give them. Keep doing the basics. Yeah, it comes back to that. It just, it? Keeps, just comes back to that. You know, when, when, when you start out in recruitment, you learn the basics, and that's when you start making money. Yeah. It's the momentum of making money that, that makes you make more money, but yeah, it's yeah. still the basics. It's still doing the basics well. It's still controlling the controllables yeah, well. Yeah. It still goes back to, you know, the stuff that you learn in your first six months of recruitment. Mm. The company that you started working for didn't waste all that money on training for no reason. They didn't yeah, waste yeah. all that money to put you next to an experienced biller for no reason. They did that to help you learn. Mm. Use that information mm. and use it throughout your whole career. You know, there's still things now that I, I learn today. Yeah, you know, yeah. And whether that's people that work for me directly or people that sit Some above me people, or my yeah. peers, I'm learning absolutely all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that, mate. And um, just a quick one on that because I think, look, every time I ask that question, it, it does come down to structure, but... What did you do to eliminate distractions? Because I'm sure, do you know what I mean? Like, because that's a hard one, isn't it? Like, you've got emails pinged in your face, you've got LinkedIn notifications, you've got someone saying, Jamie, can you help me with something when you're managing or mentoring someone? Like, how did you stay disciplined to those chunks of time? Well, that's that's probably more these days that I've got distractions. You know, I've got got a team of 10 people that, that, essentially need help yeah um and and i'm there to help them so i get i get more distractions on that level Fair now enough. i think back in in my day of of, of uh being a biller it was it was actually more i was probably the distraction <laughs> and it, it was Love more that. it was more you know me talking and chatting about the weekend and 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 and, and just just essentially messing around yeah, yeah. and you only learn how to stop being distracted when you stop distracting. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and that's what I did. You know, now I'm probably the most focused I've ever been. I love that, mate. That's class. So um, let's, let's break into this management side mm-hmm. piece then because I think a lot of people get, uh, can get a lot of value out of it. So manage 10 people. Mm-hmm. So you said, you said you're not billing, but you, you, you're billing. Yeah, so I, I'm getting heavily involved in helping um, other people to win business and yeah, yeah, build okay. jobs. So, okay, fair enough. you know, my, my day-to-day job is to run our delivery function. So that's people getting candidates. People getting candidates, the, filling the jobs. Accounts, yeah. The part of the job that I did very well. Yeah. But my other part of the job is to work with the guys that are going out picking the business and using my so network. Is that separate? Yeah, we have two separate divisions. Nice. And it's using my brand and my network and what I've built over the last four or five years to help to them. Help. To yeah. help them. And, you know, I go on... Lots and lots of client meetings. I've probably got more client meetings now than I ever have done. Really? Um, and well, that must be a lot of beers. It does be a lot of beers and it's a, a lot of weight gain, as you can probably tell. But it does mean that I'm, I'm still learning more. Mm. You know, I, I was... Um, I, I always had lots of client meetings and, I, and I, I enjoyed client meetings and I felt like it was doing well. But now my roles come from just selling change insurance to actually selling Eames as a business and yeah. you know, selling what we do contract, what we do perm, you know, all of our divisions. Yeah. So you've gone, so it's really interesting that because you've gone from beginning your career, not knowing how the best way to get outcomes out of client meetings. And yeah. That's now a big part of what you do, big right? Part of what I do now. And it's more than just, it's bigger than you now, isn't it? It's bigger than me. You know, I, there's Love every that. time I go on a meeting, you know, I, 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 I often go on a meeting with my peers and, mm. and, 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 we had both had the same amount of value, but yeah. I, I often go with people that are more junior to me or perhaps new to the industry, but yeah. have got lots of recruitment experience. And, and, and for me, there's no ego behind it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't need to go to that meeting to, to feel like I'm doing really well. Yeah, yeah. I'm there to help Eames grow and to help yeah. an individual do more, sell more, create their own brand in the market that, that, that I've been very successful in. Yeah, I love that, mate. So um, let, let's break down the, the sort of management side then, because that, that's something that especially the billing manager piece right yeah. that's that's really difficult for a lot of people yeah so how so why are you doing all these things how how do you ensure that the people that you're doing what you should be doing yep and you're helping other people right so let's talk a bit about that like what what 
I don't know, habits or if you structured your day in certain ways, like what sort of things have helped you? Yeah, so before my, my current, my most recent promotion and, and before the restructure, the largest team I'd ever run within Eames had been four or five people. And you was billing like... And I was billing okay, myself. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so it was only in the last five months that my roles changed to, right. to, to run this team I've got now. Well, and, let's focus on that then because yeah. that's difficult, isn't it? That, it that is part. difficult. And for, for me, it was... And, and I've had a lot of help from my current yeah, boss yeah, yeah. who is... Who is who's like a, a management genius. He's incredible. Yeah. But he's helped me a lot. Yeah. So, you know, when, when I first took on the role, I, I was kind of under the illusions that my motivation and my positivity would make everyone successful. <laughs> and that will carry you some way. Yeah, of course yeah, it yeah. will. But, but that's when the quality starts to slip. And that's mm. when sloppiness, you know, sets in. And that's when complacency sets in. So I had to build a process of... of checking in and qualifying and, and, and understanding my team better and understanding their learning and development and, and what mm. makes them tick better. How did you go about that? By having checkpoints every day. Okay, nice. But, you know, starting the day and having a process that I follow where we have a, we have a kind of a, a scrum meeting every day. Nice. We discuss what's on the table, what's immediate, what needs attention, you know, what we need to get out of that day. Love that. It's then working with individuals. And that could be, you know, on-desk training. It could be, you know, group training in a room. It yeah. could be listening to phone calls. It could be quality checking CV sends. It could be assisting on candidate meetings or client meetings. It's, it's multifaceted. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, There's loads of different things that you do. So, in you, have the, so you have the group part. I like that. We, yep. the, at the morning, that you, I think a lot of people can get a lot out of that. If you don't do that, I think that's really effective, isn't it? It's like, right, guys, where are we at? Because really, then you can add value to each person at the same time and yeah. someone else can chip in or whatever it's really good for me because you know we've got so much going on yeah. you know, if, I, if I look at how many jobs that my division are working at any one time we've, you know 20 Loads. to 30 yeah. jobs at any one time lots, every, lots. every single day so you know if, I, if there are 20 or 30 plates spinning essentially yeah. then there's something going to drop if you're not in control of yeah, it yeah, yeah. and when, when that drops that's then my problem to fix it so I'll be creating work for myself by yeah, not yeah. doing it so by having that morning meeting I understand what the team are doing Where I understand at, yeah. what their pains are I understand yeah, yeah. what they're struggling with I understand you know what's, what's immediate what's yeah. urgent the things that need to be done that day the things that we can probably do tomorrow the yeah, things yeah. that you know just the things that we can control so you understand control. on a group level and then, you need, and then it's so important to understand on an in, on individual, an, an individual level, level yeah. isn't it so, so how, how do you go like do you just like how how do you like start cultivating that because like that can be also a challenge isn't it like you need to communicate in the right way and yep. like do you pull them aside and then we have a chat or like did you just start with an open conversation and say look what, where, where do you think you need help where do you think you can improve or well I, I kind of started to do it the wrong way Really, you know, I, I, I think when I when I first started management, even in when I had the team of four or five people previously, I, I, I started by being very direct, having conversations on on the desk and well, where everyone can hear, and where stuff. everyone can yeah, hear, yeah. And, 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 and essentially you're then part of the problem, not part of the solution. Yeah, when that. that happens, and and now you've my, become a pretty wise guy, aren't you, mate. <laughs> I tried to. I've got a lot of help. Um, <laughs> Love that. You know, now it, now it's more around. Okay, well, by what 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 what's the outcome of of having that conversation on desk they're going to feel embarrassed people are going to hear in the office you're probably not yeah, yeah. going to get the point across that you're trying to get across mm. so you go into a room you go off site you have a coffee you you have a deeper understanding yeah, yeah. you know sometimes for me you know the, the picture is we're not filling a job and i and all i think about is we're not filling a job but what i don't understand is i don't understand that that job is the nichest job in the market yeah, uh, yeah. you know we've, we 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 may have been slightly delayed on getting it you know that we don't actually know too much yeah, about yeah. it and i don't think about any of those problems until i have that conversation yeah, with the team so but it's true. only that conversation that i can start to help them and i can start mm. to understand yeah um and that that's that's the important bit i love that mate so how have, it's so important to understand your team through and through but like it's really as you as you mentioned like everyone's motivated like different and they, and they need to be like how have you gone about understanding individuals motivations and how to deal with them any advice around that because that's hard the the, the the most easiest way ask them yeah nice. don't assume you know yeah I, you I can't spent, assume i spent most of my career assuming that uh, <laughs> that people were motivated in a certain way and yeah, yeah people were motivated by incentives and, and it does go back you know people do this job to make money but that money like you said yeah, before yeah. Does mean different things. Does it mm. mean that you know you've got a family at home that you need to support? Does it yeah, mean that it. you're giving yourself financial freedom? Do you want to buy a nice Mercedes outside of work and look flashy to your friends and your family? Yeah. Do you want to be able to afford to take your family on holiday once a year? Everybody has a different motivation. Everybody gets into recruitment for different reasons. Um, 
you know, certainly with millennials, you know, yeah. we, I'm a millennial, you're a millennial. Yeah. You know, we work in an industry with lots of millennials and, yeah. and we're all wired in different ways and, yeah. we, and we all need different things. Yeah. And, it, and it's about how you can hone in on what they need yeah. and give them. And it that. starts by asking. starts by asking <laughs> and, you know, love that. And, and not making empty promises. I yeah, find no, that helps as well. Keeps your word. Yeah. I love yeah. that, mate. So, um, okay. So what I want to ask you now is... Now you're seeing other people, um, obviously, uh, be be recruiters, and and you like what what common habits are you seeing in people where you do help them solve problems and those things? Like, what common habits are you see in people that do prevent them from taking their billions to the next level and those types of things? Because I'm sure you you've got an interesting lens now, haven't you? Yeah. That, in all in all honesty, it is accountability. Really, and, comes down and to that. It, it does always come down to accountability. You know, as as salespeople, we don't want to admit that we don't know what to do. <laughs> we, we don't want to admit that, that we're not doing as well as we could be doing. Yeah, and, I love that. You know, it's taken me a long time to get through to some members of my team that I'm not there to, to get one up. I'm not there for a pride or for my self-gratification. <laughs> what I'm there for is for the same reason they are. Yeah. We are all there to make placements, to build, to grow, to make money, essentially. Yeah. And... As soon as we can be accountable, as soon as we can understand what we can do better and what we can control and how we can control that, that's when you can start to build. Yeah, um, and it's that. about having those conversations. So, okay, so you, you've just gone about cultivating that, the, the accountability piece. Yeah, the accountability piece, getting people to, to open up about what their needs are from training, learning yeah, development, yeah. and you know, telling people that it's okay to not know everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't know everything. starts there, doesn't it? It does. If it you does do start. think you know it all, then there's no way that you're going to be able to increase if, and get better. If you feel like you know it all, it, sorry, if you start to think you know it all, that's when you will start to fail. Yeah. Because you'll become less receptive to advice and guidance and what the people around you are doing and thinking and saying and you know you, you might have your own way and your own way might be right 50 60 70 percent of the time but it's not gonna be right 100 percent of the time and it's around what you can do in the times and what you can glean from the times that you're not right that will help you build yeah, yeah. um which is how essentially you, you become more successful i love it mate so um where before we wrap up mate mm. so you're now so you said Literally, how you sell recruitment to people now is like is the toughest twelve months. Correct. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love that. It, it, is. It, is, it is. It is. bloody hard. Um, where where do you see recruitment going? Like, what do you know? What I mean, it's, I think it's interesting how, yeah. how things are changing. Like, what? Where? Where do you see it going? Like, what do you think recruiters? Like, obviously, you've been in the game for quite a while now. Yeah. You're in it for the long run. Correct. Um, like, what? What are you doubling down on? What are you really making sure that you are? top top class at so then when things do change or whatever that you're 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 still very much needed and and you're a really important part of the businesses i think it's it's it goes back to working with your candidates and understanding relationships relationships you know it's always important to have relationships with clients but in 10 years time a client can talk to a robot and say this is what i'm looking for and unless you can set yourself apart from a computer or a robot and say, I know what they're looking for and I know 100 people in the market that, that aren't just what they say on their CV yeah, yeah. or what they say you know, in writing, but you know, how they are in person, how they conduct, their team fit, their culture, yeah, yeah. and you can sell based upon that because essentially people by people, yeah, from yeah. people in, in this, in this yeah, industry. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it, it's around knowing people in greater detail and, yeah. and having a strong network mm. so your advice would be and what you're doing is doubling down on the relationships doubling down on doubling down on on your knowledge of the market doubling down on the reason that sets you apart from your competition now mm. competition's only going to get stronger competition's only going to change there's 9,000 recruitment businesses in London correct alone yeah. that's mental it's crazy it's crazy but so you've got to do something to stand out you've got to do something to stand out you've got to be different yeah. and you know there's 9,000 businesses like you said just in, in business in just in London you know maybe they all want a slice of what you've got you might have slightly better knowledge we use that to your advantage yeah, yeah. you know if you know your market better than 9,000 other agencies hiring managers within the market that we work in will want to work with you you know it, it, it's for them, hiring is a pain because they have to... Yeah, massive problem. It, it's a massive problem. They don't always get it right. You know, you're, you're, you're relying on the agencies that you work with to know the market. Yeah, yeah. If you know the market the best, then you, you will have no problem winning. How do you get your team to know the market better? Like, is it... Working, doing re- again, working with the candidates. Is it just that? Just really, just really be curious and... Like, Ask lots of questions, you know, yeah. and... 
when when you ask questions, don't go, don't go into the conversation saying, "Tell me who you know," because that's very one sided. It's very so, transactional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that conversation comes over a period of time, and you know, there's lots of coffees and lots of phone calls and lots of meetings, and and there's lots of knowledge shared you know if you're speaking to a candidate yeah. you might tell them something that they don't know you might yeah. you know you're when you're talking about the market you might tell them some news or some industry yeah yeah, yeah. do you, you do know, much look out of that outside of like can do you know what i mean do you actually keep up to date oh yeah do you absolutely. encourage that with your guys absolutely and yeah. gals absolutely yeah really it's, it's really important because it's what sets us apart mm. no i like that mate and i used to be really bad at that at the beginning i used to ask people questions and then i'd answer them yeah. I'd answer the question so yeah. bad. It's very, it's very, and it's and easy to do. It's so easy to do that. And, and I probably spent three years of my career doing that myself. <laughs> um, but when you hit a brick wall and, you, and you're not getting what you need out of it, that's yeah, when you start I think to... what, what really helped me actually, and um, Sean actually gave me this advice when he um, mentored me for a bit, was like, tell your story. Like, that yeah. you're, not gonna, you're not gonna know more about that candidate if you don't tell them more about you and you don't like share more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my, my colleagues got sick of it, like, because it was always the same story, because that was my yeah. story. But, like, when you when you open it up and when you start building a relationship with people by saying, look, so, look, I know you'll get loads of calls, but, look, money, I just want to let you know, my name's Hisham, I used to work in insurance, so I understand your market. This yeah. is why I'm calling you, blah, blah, blah. And then you go, so tell me a bit about you. Then yeah. people are a lot more inclined to open up then. And I think that that's such a great way to approach that. And you can get a lot of success long term, because people... Remem- will remember Jamie Carr because he told me about he's got he's got this young family and, and this is why he's in recruitment so he ended up, he actually used to work at Swinton's or whatever as opposed to the recruiter calls him and go you're looking for a job yeah do you know what I mean yeah that, that re- yeah it's, it's really valuable advice that yeah. um okay mate so what I want to ask you now before we wrap up mate is um what are you excited about? What's going on there? I feel like you've um, we've uncovered your journey of becoming yeah, a, a, like a, a, bit, a bit of a wi- a bit of a wiser man. I like yeah, it, mate. But um, what, what are you excited about in, in your world, mate? What's going on? So you've got this P, um, team of 10. You're out meeting clients, drinking yeah. beer all the time. You're helping people be the best recruiter they yeah. can be. Like, what, what's going on? What are you excited about? I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited about the journey of my career. Love that. And you're young, aren't you? I'm young. I'm a young guy. To do, I've got, I've got loads. I've got loads of room to grow. And, yeah. and you know, my, my journey, I feel, you know, from from where I was six years ago to now, is so different. You know, six years ago, I wanted to be the biggest biller, and I want, yeah. and I always, and I always wanted to be the most successful. But you know, three years in, you, you come to a point of realization that actually you're better at something else. Yeah. And 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 I'm only two years into that journey that Love I know that. that I'm good at. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm still growing, and unfortunately, you know, I, I work for a, a guy now that, that's going to help me really well on that journey. Really. Um, and eventually, I tell him, I tell him all the time that you know, he, he I'm eventually going to take his job, so he needs to, <laughs> he needs to keep one step ahead. <laughs> I love that, mate. So you're just excited about becoming a better version of yourself and really honing on your skills. That... Yeah, and watching the, my team grow. Yeah. You know, I've, I've we've, we've we've set up the division now in such a way that people didn't know what their skills were before, and we've got some really really good people that that perhaps weren't billing their most successful twelve months ago, but are now showing that they are fantastic at what they do, and it and it's really exciting just watching them grow and learn. And, and a lot a lot of people say it's always interesting that when people realize like they get a lot more out of seeing other people do well and yeah. grow, isn't it? It is yeah. interesting. Um, last question, mate, just because it just came into my head, and I remember someone messaged me about it. What any advice on um, setting good k- like KPIs for your team? Do you know what I mean? So you mentioned there people yeah. were now um, doing the right things. Um, like, is there any advice around that? Like any yeah, good I KPIs? Think, I think uh, there's a there's a guy in my office, Tim, who's a, who's a, who's a character, and we always have a joke. The currency of our role is interviews. We turn up yeah. every day. And we look at interviews. Yeah. And that's all that we look at. So it, it's it's around again working that backwards, working yeah, the yeah, job reverse backwards. Engine. How, many, so yeah, how many CVs you need to send yeah. to get that one interview? So have how many KPIs around things that are going to lead to the right you know, outcomes. The, you know, it, it, it's important to have KPIs around candidate meetings. It's important to to make phone calls. But but I can absolutely guarantee to you, I've never had and I will never have a conversation with my team about call times because really? it's it's the the world that we work in is deeper than that. You know, yeah. the the currency is understanding our candidates the currency is getting those candidates into interviews and and it's re-engineering how we do that you know if it takes us three cvs to get one interview how many interviews does it take to get one offer yeah i love and that. breaking that down and breaking that into those chunks you need to know you need to know those figures otherwise like yeah and it's amazing in this industry how many people don't know that i know it's crazy it's crazy mental cool mate last question mm-hmm. advice 
from Jamie Card if you could speak to every single recruiter in the universe? I think I probably what already would you covered say? it. What would you say? Let's, let's, let's talk about it. What would you say if they'd listen? If they, if they would listen. Yeah, and, if they would listen. Uh, and I don't know why anyone They're listening now, they They're listening now. They've got no choice. Um, <laughs> what, what I would say is do the basics. Yes. And do them well. That's it. That's it's as simple as simple that. as everyone simple as that you know the, don't don't reinvent the wheel or you know do continue doing what works for you mm. and do that well everybody's different everybody does recruitment in different ways yeah. you know just because you sit next to someone who does it slightly differently that might not work for you yeah, yeah. find your own way continue doing it continue doing it well love it man and learn and grow and develop along the way love it man Jamie it's been a pleasure thanks me so too. much thank for you coming, so much mate. for bringing me in cheers mate appreciate it <laughs>